Welcome to the Breaking Bots Podcast. Please put on your safety goggles, tighten your seatbelt and enjoy the ride. Here are your hosts, Brian and Cam. What's up, friends? All right. And it's it's been a while, but yeah. we're getting back into the season, so um, we want to be that hipster podcast that says, I like this team before they were cool. <laughs> so... Um, going to have some familiar faces in battle bots but a new bot this season we're going to have um uh ferocity See, he's already oh i thought you were going for the last names already he's he's gonna butcher them <laughs> it's, it's gonna, gonna be, be team great. ferocity uh now we're we're gonna find out like where they are in the process of applying for this but uh you know fingers crossed we're hoping to see this so we are going to welcome antoine trabolsi and julia get prepared to laugh at me cherish nevich Cherish. <laughs> god i'm killing it <laughs> I had it for a minute. <laughs> hey, hey guys, how are y'all doing tonight? Good, how are you? We're good. Um, thanks for yeah, humoring me with the last name there. So um, I guess we're going to we'll jump right into Ferocity. Um, Julia, you were Man, on... no small talk or any... You always skip the small talk. <laughs> we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Well, I know, but so we met Julia at the Maker Fair... And she immediately pawned judging off onto us, which I thought was kind of great in a way. It's like after, especially after having to do it, I was like, I I would have pawned it off too. So, yeah, a lot of fun. Except a couple of times that there were some matches that I had no idea who won. She helped and, us out. Oh yeah, she was. I mean, I, I a yeah. little bit. I just wondered what made you decide to come help organize an event as your vacation. Uh, I'm going to say that was mostly fear of missing out. Uh, there's a robot event happening on this continent and I didn't want to miss out on all the, the fun, fun stuff there. Um, but a heavyweight someone... contest, no less. Sorry. A heavyweight contest, no yeah, less. Yes. Heavyweights, 15 pounds, thirties. There's a lot of things going on. Um, but somebody posted on Facebook, like, is anyone available to volunteer at robot ruckus in Orlando? And I said, I do it as long as someone can host me. And the Spricks offered up their house, so I, yeah, why not? Rock on, yeah. That's they're they're probably pretty good hosts in Orlando. They got the Disney hookup, um, right? You know, seem like great guys and gals. So yeah, I'm sure that was a lot of fun. But uh, yeah, all right. Well, did you get to go to Disney? Oh, four times. Nice. Did you <laughs> did you go to each park, or did you were there multiple visits to one? It might have been might have been three times. We missed one park, so I still have uh, got a. Go back and get Epcot. Oh, yeah. You're not missing much. It's just food. <laughs> and alcohol. Especially right now. They're rebuilding. It seems like they're rebuilding the whole thing. So, yeah. You, you yeah. didn't miss much at all. Oh. As long as you got to see the animals yeah, and so, Mickey Mouse. So, when we do get into the off topic, I'm going to like prod her <laughs> well, I like her to start rides. with a little bit of off topic. You're always just rushing into the meat and potatoes and the robots. And, I, you know, <laughs> I, like to, I like to warm it in. Make them feel welcome. That's what they're here to talk about, though. So, anyway. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, but if we warm them up, they tell us the good stuff. So now you guys have been on uh, teams before. You guys were both on uh, Red Devil with our good pal Ravi. Um, so congrats for surviving that. But uh, so what made you guys decide to get back into uh, captaining a team and building your own bot this season? I guess we, we just had uh, some different ideas. Um, and I think me and Julie were kind of on the on the same kind of page on what we wanted to see. Try some new different things. And Ravi was kind of still pushing the uh, the old Red Devil, so we just thought we'd branch out on our own. I mean, also, the more Canadian teams, the merrier. So. Oh, for sure. 
Exactly. Yeah. I mean, we we've talked to quite a few, and we'll uh, you know keep talking to them. But it's a it's a lot of fun, and I'm sure They're so nice. Yeah, you guys are so nice all the time. It's uh, you know even Robbie said like in uh, the ABC season they kind of tried to paint him as a bad guy. He's like what polite Canadian. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Robbie. Did you guys try to embrace that, or did they just go away from that pretty quickly? Uh, I think I failed season two because they they spent like an incredible amount of time telling me, "Okay, okay, now say the exact same thing, but angry." And I'd be there smiling, <laughs> and I'm like, "I can't. I don't have that feature." <laughs> so they they gave up on me eventually. Nah, you guys well, just gotta channel your inner Ray. We'll get well, yeah. Well, embrace not that the he's villain, mean man. either. <laughs> No. So, um, I guess first thing we're gonna, um, where are you guys with Ferocity right now as far as the application process, uh, the design? Um, where do you guys stand right now as far as you know how far along you've come with it? Well, uh, as far as application goes, BattleBots has yet to actually announce another season, so we're sort of in that same waiting game that everyone else is in. Um, but you know, with, with the timelines, if we're expecting to be filming the same time as last year, you got to start building before you have that, you know, concrete confirmation. So, um, we've got parts here and we're going to start building probably next week. Yep. Design's probably about 85, 90%. So we've got a pretty good handle on uh, what it's going to look like and what it's going to do. Now, when you're designing something like this, obviously like it got to a point where a lot of bots were starting to look pretty similar there there's quite a few new designs this year how much does like a new design you know theory factor into trying to get something on battle bots i think quite a bit unless you're already a name team that's kind of already been down that road um so i guess that's one of our big things this year is we didn't want to do red devil again uh, we didn't want to do a generic bot, so what you're going to see for, come from us is something completely new you've never seen before on BattleBots. Uh, brand new design, hopefully it does well. <laughs> We're crossing our fingers. Can you tell us a little bit about the design so far? Because we haven't seen it yet. Um, those that are following your Facebook page, I mean, we've seen um, you, know, you guys going through the process, but obviously no finished results right now, no CAD design yet. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Sure. So... Uh, this might be one of the first big unveils, but um, it's going to be basically a an eight-wheel drive base with a top spinner that is actually articulating around the base. So it's going to be an 18-inch um, weapon blade that's going to spin all the way around the robot, and on the opposite side, it's actually got a shield, if that makes sense. So we can kind of face the shield or face the blade towards the opponent in any orientation. Oh, okay, so it's kind of like a um, horizontal spinner proof with the uh, yeah, with the wedge. I'm uh, not a wedge, but yeah, so with the shield. Basically, okay. Now, I I guess I've had to ask this because I've never really uh, talked to somebody in this design phase. Do you kind of have an idea of? I guess what you hope to achieve when you're in the arena, like is this a bot that you're like, I'm going to try and knock people out in 30 seconds, or is this something where I'm going to just try and outlast them via, you know, a howl over a three minute span. Do you actually kind of think about that or is it more or less just build the best bot we can and then we'll figure out what it does when we turn it on? Uh, for sure. I think one of the biggest things that we've talked about uh, on the team quite a bit is just that it needs to last. We see a lot of robots, break themselves or they just stop functioning after two minutes 
Um, so that's actually part of the reason behind the eight-wheel design is we're actually aiming to lose, say, two to three drive wheels, and we can still be mobile. I wouldn't say aiming, but <laughs> we're ready to do so. Um, but a little bit of history, uh, this design was actually built to be a walker and was submitted as a walker. And with this season, the rules are such that you get a weight bonus. So the intent was to have a much heavier robot. And then when BattleBots said, nope, your, your walker isn't like TV walker enough kind of thing. Like they wanted to see like articulated knees and, you know, features that we hadn't designed in. Um, so we then had to convert this to be a wheeled bot. And funny enough, taking a 375-pound bot and trying to convert it to 250, um, there's some challenges with that. And so, uh, yeah, we'll see how, how well it holds up, but it's not going to have as much armor as we originally intended to have. Yeah, I guess if you have to scale down 40%, that would happen. Um, <laughs> have either of you two worked on or been on a team before with a bot similar to this at all? I mean, I know it sounds like it's something completely different than anything we've ever seen, but... Do you think you two have experience with something like this where it won't be completely foreign to you when it gets in the arena? Antoine's been designing some pretty cool innovative bots um, for other competitions. So I personally don't have any experience with this sort of a robot, but he can speak more to that. Yeah, like I've done quite a few smaller bots. I fight at, at Motorama every year over in Pennsylvania, which is actually in a week and a half. So building up for that right now. Um, but I've done a few robots with an overhead articulated saw blade. So as far as a moving saw, I've kind of done that. Never with an impact blade. So this will be a new, a new take on that. Um, but definitely with arms, I've done stuff like that before. So it's now, not completely foreign. Okay. Now, I was going to say, I mean, I've seen uh, some of your work, at least in this past like five, six years, the things I could find on YouTube. But um you know, Julia said that you were in the BattleBots competition back in the aughts. Can you tell us a little bit of your history in the sport? We're going way back now. So when I was 18 years old and I seen BattleBots on TV for the first time, I just had to do it. So I saved up some money and spent about $600 on a robot and flew out to San Francisco for the original BattleBots Season 3. Okay. Wow. So, um, so you better, I mean... Definitely not a grizzled veteran by any means, but yeah, you've been around a few times. You know, you worked on Lycan and Red Devil. Uh, Like I said earlier, so how awful is it to work with Robbie? (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's got its ups and downs. No, no, I can't say anything. Us Canadians got to be nice, right? Yeah, you don't have to be. I mean, we could could make this into a turf war. Okay, now... Actually, speaking about Robbie uh, and Motorama, I'd seen online that you guys have a kfc tradition as far as when you go to uh, motorama can you tell us a little bit about that um so the background of that is i'm gonna say four or five years ago one of us heard that there was an all-you-can-eat buffet kfc in the united states and we had never heard of that before we thought it was completely outrageous and crazy and we just had to find one so we found one on the route to Motorama the one year, and it's been a tradition ever since to uh, stop and eat as much as we can for like nine dollars and sixteen cents or whatever. It is. Oh man, wow. aren't those buffets great? I mean, seriously. So, as someone who's never eaten KFC, <laughs> um, you know, all you can eat, and I'm going to Motorama with you guys for the first time. Is there like an initiation? Is this? Is um, this a? I, I will. I will say one thing: is we never have chocolate pudding in the salad area. And you guys have chocolate pudding, or at least KFC does, and we think that's pretty awesome. So having chocolate pudding with your salad is 
a Ew. thing you need to do? No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a. I think it's a pretty great salad dressing, isn't it? <laughs> I'm not sure it goes on it, but it comes with it, and I wasn't sure why, but I'm not complaining. You could make her eat a famous bowl, although I don't know if that's just punishment or what. So, so no, I, you got to get the buffet. You got to get the buffet. <laughs> Out of out of the group that goes, I mean, uh, who are we talking? I, I think I saw like Ravi and Earl's names mentioned there. Who else is in this uh, KFC tradition group? Um, so Logan, Logan's going to be on the team this year. He's pretty much always been there. Okay. Uh, we've had um, who else comes? Sorry, I keep on the table. Uh, Jason used to come off. You know, Jason Ribeiro. Okay. He hasn't been as active as of late, but he's one of the kind of original Canadian builders with myself, which so we kind of started that tradition. That's probably the core four, and then we've had on and offs every year. So. Okay, and since I ask the hard-hitting food questions on this podcast, yes, traditional or extra crispy? Extra crispy. Or I guess it's called original recipe, but yeah, extra crispy, man. Got to go crispy. And yeah, yeah. Who can put away the most? Um, I would say Logan's girlfriend, Megan, surprisingly. Man. And she is actually a small girl. She's like 95 pounds, but she can just put it away. It's unreal. Shocking so upset. Does she just shave up, save up the room until like that trip? She must. I don't, I don't know what's going on there. But the one time I think she didn't even want KFC and we stopped and she had seven tacos. Oh my God. From KFC? No, she, she didn't want KFC. She was against it. So she oh, Oh, well, I mean, seven tacos. That girl's got a metabolism on her, apparently. <laughs> yeah. um, so now, um, your your early experience at BattleBots, was that Archangel? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that kind of had an interesting design. It was almost like a pyramid. Is there? I haven't seen a lot of that lately. Is that something that... It looked like an interesting design, but was there kind of some drawbacks to it that's made you go away from that? Well, that robot, I think when I actually fought, it only had one wheel driving and died in about a minute. So I wouldn't speak too much to uh, the greatness that was Archangel. Um, it did have a cool saw. So it actually had a saw that would face forwards and then it would completely articulate and flip 180 as well as point the other way, if I'm explaining that properly, um, towards the back. So it could kind of articulate forward and back which I thought was a pretty uh, innovative design for the time. Sounds pretty cool. Yeah, I watched um, I watched what little uh, YouTube video I could find on it. And like I said, it was a unique design. I hadn't seen anything like that, at least since then. Back then, they were kind of a little more boxy. But uh, So now yeah. you've also done a lot of stuff with saw blades. Did that kind of come in handy when you guys were on Red Devil? Were you able yeah, to? Yeah, I did. I was pretty comfortable with the design and, and the repair and general design of it so i would say it definitely helped on that so to both of you what was it like to work on a team where you were essentially renting a robot from someone else because that was kind of a different scenario that season i think it had its advantages because you didn't pour you know so many hours and so much of your own money um into it so it's almost like you're obviously very careful with it because you're lending it and you want to make sure you you know deliver um on what you promised but at the same time you just don't feel as emotionally attached to it and and maybe even are willing to take a couple more risks that pay off hmm. uh, when it doesn't matter if you return it in pieces which, which we did yeah and, uh, <laughs> J- jerome was up front that he's perfectly fine with that so yeah 
Uh, did did that make you guys want to never work with tank treads ever again? Absolutely. <laughs> I think we were against it before we even got the bot. The but. tank treads weren't the, the worst part. There was an undersized yeah. chain that broke every time, and it took three hours to repair. Oh. <laughs> now, so it definitely taught, taught us about repairability of a robot, and we're integrating that into this design. Cool. Now, the... Uh, the, I'm trying to remember the match where Red Devil split into two pieces, but we're still both working pieces. Were either of you controlling one of those? No. So actually, um, the drive was mixed. And so Logan, our driver, was entirely focused on the, the piece that still had a body attached to it. And so had the two been um, separate, I think we could have controlled the other tread right. individually. But really, it just had a mind of its own. That was yeah. That was probably one of my favorite matches from that season. Just I kind of wondered what would happen to the outcome if uh, the little piece had somehow scored a knockout. Would that count? <laughs> um, I think actually when when we told Jerome that it did happen, he was like elated, like he was just overjoyed that that actually happened because I think he had dreams that that might kind of happen one day. <laughs> well, and now it seems like it's old hat. You got robots splitting up all over the place, and yeah. Mm. But you guys were the pioneers. Yeah, started a trend. Right. We did something. <laughs> so now I'm going into design. Just, just curious, how much do you think your personality goes into the design of bots? I mean, is this more just something like you're basically strictly thinking I'm going to design this to win, or is this something where you know a little bit of you goes into each of these designs? Yeah, I don't know. Like myself, I've actually never really built to win. Like I've never built a wedge, a normal flipper. Well, I can't say that when I was way, way, way back when I did. But uh, or even just a normal undercutter. I've always just wanted to do something kind of different and something that people haven't really seen before. Mm-hmm. And I usually know that I'm probably not going to win. Surprisingly, Pitter Patter did win at Motorama once. So yeah, that was kind of cool. Yeah, the video I, I watched two uh, YouTube videos of Pitter Patter, and both of them were victories. So I was like, okay, yeah, he's obviously had some success with that kind of design before. So that's why I was, I didn't know if that was part of the reason that you were on that red devil team where they're like, okay, this guy knows saws quite a bit. Uh, maybe that can help. Yeah. That was just complete luck that it was just a, an overhead saw bot that we got. Ravi just kind of said, Hey, our buddy Jerome's got a bot. He's not going, he wants us to run it. And it was like, okay, sure. Cool. Let's show <laughs> up and do it. And he was in China at the time too. So was it um, hard to try to like get some, conversation in with him while you were filming BattleBot since he was halfway around the globe? I mean, there's not much you can help as far as repairing a robot, you know, thousands of miles away. Um, we were in touch, uh, you know, sharing some of the information that was going on, but yeah, no, otherwise it was our robot for that period of time. Yeah, I will say that Jerome actually was super organized. Like, he sent us the full 3D models, and he even sent us about six different videos of mm-hmm. walkthroughs of how it's put together, where parts are in the crate, what spare components we had all before the competition. Like, it was actually unreal. Mm-hmm. Nice. Now, we talked about design. Uh, you, you know, we see all these different teams, like, really go pretty, uh, like, I'd say, like, fun forward on their themes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Is that going to be incorporated into your design at all like is it going to look like a bear or like a duck or i don't know shark shark it's a dragon Ooh! please tell me you're gonna have like medieval costumes yes we are (laughs) oh man i didn't think they would actually tell us that sweet Uh, i am very 
very uh, much pushing for that. Uh, there's a little bit of resistance on some of the team members. Like, <laughs> Oop, I'm going to look like a dork like that. But wait, Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Somebody on a TV show about fighting robots is afraid of looking like a dork? <laughs> Come on yeah. now. Believe it or not. We're not dorks. Come on. They all think they're really cool. <laughs> Um, no, I have I have a lot of respect for teams that kind of spice up their bots, their costumes, like Kraken, Death Roll, Witch Doctor. Um, and so I didn't get the chance to do that in season two, three, or four. So I'm really looking forward to doing that this year. Um, Great. So, <laughs> <laughs> if you can see Antoine's face right now. Yeah, I mean, Antoine, he doesn't sound so excited. So if the, if the rest of the team pushes back, are, are we going to at least see you show up with a sword and shield and, you know, maybe a suit of chain mail? I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I, you know what? Chainmail might already be taken by a different team. So, yeah, mm. we'll see. Mm. Is that, that might be a clue to something we don't know about. <laughs> <laughs> might have to do some internet sleuthing later. So now, Julia, last season you were on Marvin, and it was <laughs> kind of neat to see because we knew uh, Hannah was coming out with a team, and then when we saw the... Uh, when we saw the listing of who was on the team, I'm like, okay, so they have you know a veteran. And, can you... Tell us a little bit about that experience. Were you kind of playing that um, you know veteran role for a little bit there, or and I guess also was Hal involved some, or did he kind of just go hands off with uh, that bot? Uh, so, so the Ruckers had two robots at season four, and that was Duck and Marvin. Um, and really, the two teams were fairly blended in, in terms of um, kind of support behind the scenes, which was really nice. Um, funny enough, Hannah and I, I don't think, would be all too happy to have to lift that robot, you know, five times a day. Um, <laughs> but, no, it was a really cool experience. Um, Hannah is the captain, so when there's, you know, a decision that needs to be made, it's like, hey, Hannah, you know, here's the deal. What do you think? Um, so I think that was a neat experience for me. and Definitely, I think, a neat experience for her as well. Um, but, yeah, Hal, Hal was there. Um, Gabe was there as well. Uh, we had, yeah, a really strong team supporting Two sets of two robots when you count the spares. Interesting. Now, with with Marvin, was there anything that you'd hoped would go better? Because it was, um, you know, there was, you did have a victory there, but there were a couple of setbacks also. So, Yeah, there was um, something we didn't expect, and that's the fact that the pins kept shearing, the pins that held the weapon in place. And that was something that was difficult to repair on site. And we tried a couple of different um, materials for that. But as far as like actually enlarging that, the hole in the pin, um, that would be a difficult repair. And we kept thinking, no, 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 this next one will work. So uh, it's really unfortunate that it didn't work out. And it's unfortunate. Um, my understanding is Marvin won't be back this season. So uh, I think it was a great experience. I think the rest of the design was very well done. Um, I learned a lot for sure. Um, yeah, just, you know, sometimes you have like a 95% totally awesome functioning robot and the last five percent just breaks it well yeah one that was one interesting thing we had been finding out is that you know you see marvin and the the weapon spinner is made of plastic with the metal teeth or i guess the i always get these letters mixed up the u a (laughs) uhmw there you go Right. Uh, but yeah, so we, we like when the teeth were shearing off, we were always like, oh, well, of course the plastic's going to break and the teeth are going to fly off. But then, like you said, it was surprised to find out that it was the metal pins mm-hmm. that were holding the, the teeth in that were shearing and not the plastic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, was anybody aware that it kind of looked like a toilet seat? <laughs> <laughs> no. 
<laughs> I think it's just you, just you. Okay. Well, I, we asked Hal, and I think he begrudgingly said, "Oh, yeah, kind of." He's like, "I didn't see it at first. I but... think he pleaded the fifth on that one, but you could—it was one of those you could see it in his face a little." So, <laughs> so now um, you two have both been team captains before, and it's kind of a unique thing where you guys are being co-captains this time. So, what's the adjustment to kind of having uh, two of you being the shot callers here, and how much give and take is there as far as the design is concerned? I'm really hoping nothing comes down to an arm wrestling competition because I don't think I can take them. Just the uniforms. <laughs> well, that that was going to be my next question is when you guys get deadlocked and, you know, unwilling to give either way, what contest are you going to use to break those ties? You know, what? we don't actually have a good answer for that. So we're willing to take suggestions. Well, a paper, rock, scissors is always a classic, but. True. I think so far Julia's kind of headed up the... Uh, like the overall team management side of things. Which includes uniform. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He looks so happy about that. Um, and Antoine's been leading the, the mechanical design. Yeah, so I think we've kind of made lines where we've kind of just let the other person take it, and I think it's been working out so far so well. So, so since you took... Down that road. Yeah, it seems like you guys have kind of a varied skill set, so you guys are just each letting the other work their strong suits. That's pretty cool. Yeah, ideally. Yeah. Uh, who came up with the name? You did. For us. I did. Yeah. yeah. Antoine did. Oh, nice. Yeah, I mean, if it's a dragon, that actually sounds kind of cool. So, yeah, I like yeah, that. Actually, Julie actually had a friend do the logo, which we have not released yet. No, it's, it's on our Is Facebook it? page and oh, okay. it's on our Instagram. All right. <laughs> now it's a, it's a dragon. It, will it breathe yeah, fire? Cool. Is, is, is there going to be fire? We love fire. It, it will not breathe fire. Oh. That's okay. Fire is fire is pretty, but useless. Actually, yeah. If you hit it at the right spot, it will have flame. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> you you say fire is useless, and yet we just watched that, one of the four horsemen wreak havoc. Oh, with that flame is the true. Other day. Yeah. On the uh, we did actually see a bot kill another bot with fire. Mm-hmm. So, and oddly enough, it was extinguisher. I know that is kind of a irony, isn't it? <laughs> Sorry, John. <laughs> um, That's okay. He's a good sport about it. Now, the, there have been rumors that there's going to be a new floor on the arena this season. So, um, mm-hmm. personal opinion, are there any of the hazards that you love or that you hope you never see again? Hazards? Yeah. Um, we were talking about kill saws and whether they're going to be back or not. So there was a discussion about how thick the uh, the base plate's got to be. They never do any damage, those kill saws. It just people get stuck in them, it seems like. Right. That, se- that seems like the main hazard. Like, if yeah. you want a hazard, just, like, put a slot on the floor. <laughs> yeah, the hazard that I don't want to see is the floor getting damaged and bent up and, you know, the one you don't expect. Yeah. But that's... no, I think they all add a fair bit of fun. Now, see, we talked to Huge, and they wanted more hills. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're like Woof. go ahead i'm sorry yeah i said i'm up for that anything different school so. okay i yeah. mean at the same time our our robot has a very low clearance so please no <laughs> you just got, have to equip the uh, monster truck tires to go with you know all the other <laughs> spare parts <laughs> um so now this one is kind of more about the sport in general i think i had uh you know like sent this ahead of time to julia do you, do you think that success sometimes comes at the expense of creativity? And I guess what I meant with that is teams that win right away don't tend to change 
uh, designs ever. So I'm, I'm kind of wondering, would it be better if like Paul and Ray were designing new bots every couple of seasons, or is it more let them be the standard and let these you know newer, hungrier teams come up with these new inventions to try and take them down? Like, in my opinion, I wish there was an open competition so we really could see, you know, who the real champions were. And in a way, BattleBots doesn't do that because I think, you know, the proven designs are there and they don't want to see a lot more undercutters and horizontal spinners uh, in the typical fashion. Mm-hmm. So, and I think we knew that. Like, we going in, we wanted to do something completely different and we sold, we're trying to sell them on that um, in the application. And I think I think Battle Boss is catching up like onto this and I commend them for giving a weight bonus to new mobility methods. You know, that's something that if you've had the same robot for the last four years and it works great, but you never thought about it fighting a five hundred pound walker. And so, you know, just if you think about the weights of the robots, you can run into that thing and you'll bounce right back. Um so I think this season, if people take them up on this walker bonus, um, we'll maybe have some surprises. If somebody shows up with an AT-AT, I am down for that. (laughs) (laughs) Now, what's kind of the difference with an event like Motorama versus BattleBots as far as uh, the designs are concerned? Are you just going to get... I mean, I'm guessing there's probably less kinetic energy and more like wedge-type bots, but I'm not exactly sure because that's not one I've been to. So the cool thing about Motorama in the uh, 30-pound division, I don't know if you guys are aware or not, but there is an open class and then there's sportsman's class. So the open class, there's basically no rules and there's kinetic energy and whatever you want to put on your bot. And the sportsman's class, which is actually what Pitter-Patter fights in, um, there's no wedges allowed and there is no kinetic energy weapons allowed either. Oh, see, I, I like the, uh, if you're going to ban one, ban the other. Because then you don't have the two right. wedges banging into each other. Exactly. So in the sportsman class, we don't have that. And there's no there's no giant hits, but there's lots. you see a lot more uh, innovation and uh, different design, which is kind of why I kind of lean towards that side. That's cool. All right, so now I guess um, we'll have a couple of like semi-off-topic questions. Well, I, it's still BattleBotsy. Um, if you could drive anyone else's bot that's been in the competition, whose would you want to drive the most? Mechadon. <laughs> no question. Well, that goes back. Yeah I, yeah, I don't even know what that is. Yeah, that's, that's an old <laughs> one, but yeah, that's a... That's a f- Julia, how about you? Hmm... <clears throat> I would really like to drive a flipper, and I mean, Hydra comes to mind. Hydra. I just want to launch things in the air. Yeah, that would be a lot of fun for me. I think that's probably just I, elation when you get somebody like 10 feet in the air. That's got to be a great feeling. Well, I, I right. love their test videos when they're flinging washers around, and it, it's just, you know, I'm glad those aren't going to waste. Recycling <laughs> culture. Uh, like think about it. you you come home from work you're frustrated and you just go like flip 250 pound you know appliances in the air it's great yeah well you got a flipper too like anything can be your test subject you don't really need like another bot in there or something like that yeah. you can just get stuff <laughs> especially breakable stuff you know so oh it's got to be breakable stuff yeah the, the junkyard's got to just be like supermarket sweep for you <laughs> so um Curious with you guys in Canada, does uh, you know weights and measurements? Do you go by the metric system? Do you use the traditional English system, or is it a little bit of both? Uh, it's 
It's a little bit of both, but I'm going to say we're mostly imperial, just like you guys. I mean, we get influenced by the United States. If I go to the supermarket, go to I'm going to say metal supermarket, which is our our metal shop. Everything's an inch, so we stick with it. Huh. I would prefer not to, to be honest. Yeah. Oh well, I mean, the metric system makes way more sense. Oh yeah, for for sure. Whatever. We're, we use inches and we have pudding in our salad bars. That's what we do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, the other thing to recognize is usually when we're fighting big bots, we're going to the U.S. So if I build my robot with 10 millimeter bolts, there's less <laughs> chance I can go find 10, 10 millimeter bolts at the store. That is true. So, so now have you, got, um, have you two done any of the tournaments outside of North America, like Europe? I think you may have said you had gone to Europe. Uh, Europe or China or any of those events? No, um, we contemplated going to a Russian event that was supposed to happen in November, but then uh, it never never actually took place. So I'd like to, uh, just need to find the right opportunity. Interesting. Uh, now, you, you had served as um, kind of the interpreter for the Rainbow Team last season, so obviously you speak Russian. I guess Hal had said that you speak more than just Russian and uh, English, or, the, or was, are those your two strong suits? No, I, I speak like 10 words in French. <clears throat> but no, just English and Russian. Okay, that's what he, I think he mentioned that uh, French because I know his wife is like a French speaker. So mm-hmm. maybe you threw a couple phrases at her and sh- that's what she remembered. So, all right, just curious on that. But um, was was the um, was the Rainbow Team like a fun group? Yeah. Oh yeah. So um, yeah, they had a really great time. You know, this is the big trip to America to compete. Um, they were presenting their country as they were the only Russians. So I think it was a. Uh, Really great experience for them. Yeah, they had a couple of good matches too. Yeah. So yeah, it was interesting to see. I mean, it's a. Um, do you hope that they continue to expand? As far I mean, we saw a couple of Brazilian teams, we saw a couple of Chinese teams, um, an Australian team. I don't know if we can count um, Endgame as New Zealand now because he lives in Vancouver. He's a Canadian team now, right? But but he's he's a uh, he's bringing Endgame as a New Zealand team and the Krusty Grab as the Canadian team. All right, so we get oh, Krusty Krab from... Hold on now, from, uh, it's not... It, let's call it what it really is, the cheeseburger. Oh, that's right. <laughs> it's, can, it's, yeah. it's the yeah. cheeseburger featuring Krusty Grab. Correct, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> By far the most popular bot at, uh, at the Maker Faire in Orlando. Yeah. Well, yeah, thanks to you pushing... Yeah. The, yeah, you and the crowd seem to like that. <laughs> so now, yeah, a couple more Maker Faire questions, I guess, because we met Julia there... And you know, had a really good time. So you did go to Disney. Um, did you have a favorite ride there? Ooh. Uh, yeah, there was a really cool one where I had no idea what was going on. Um, so I went with the Spurks, uh, Peggy and Mike, and they brought me to one of the Avatar rides. And you're just like in this little room, like with little motorcycle things in front of you. So I was like, oh, okay. You know, they're going to tilt a little to the left, a little to the right. You're wearing like VR goggles. Turns out the whole floor was moving like tens of feet the entire time. And it was just an exhilarating experience. And I really look forward to the day when we were playing video games, you know, in our own setups being flung in the air. Well, yeah, that's a good one. I like that one. There's, there's even smells, too. Like you go through the forest and you smell like grass and things like yeah. that. It's little things in there that you don't think of. but Yeah. And, and there's mist flying in your face and... And the cool thing, actually, that I found most enjoyable was that Mike works at Disney um, doing animatronics. And so he could explain everything and every ride and be like, here's how this works. So kind of the behind the scenes geeky tour. So that doesn't ruin it for you, though? Like 
that, that cool. doesn't put away a little bit of the magic? No, it makes it so much cooler. <laughs> you just think Mickey like waves his wand and makes all this stuff happen? Yes. I do too. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So now I've got some on on topic and off topic questions here. I got five random questions for you and then uh then we'll ask you where you guys we can find you guys on social media but um well shoot we asked the first one it was about the arena floor so oh, we're already well, done with that one one down way to go oh okay i got one more <laughs> for you um which is more enjoyable as a canadians uh, or as canadians bowling or curling what's bowling bowling i've never curled but you've bowled uh, i've bowled yeah. I'd still go with bowling too. Okay, there's there's a curling yeah. in the uh, arena around here too. It looks is there fun. really? Yeah, it's at one of the ice hockey arenas. Well, I guess somebody's got to go to the Olympics for it <laughs> and get our brains kicked in by the Canadians. <laughs> Probably. Harry Potter or Star Wars? Star Wars. I've never seen Star Wars. Oh my Wait, god! What? Hold on! Hold on! <laughs> hold on! What? It's fine. <laughs> that is not Pause fine. That is no, not yeah. fine. I feel like I feel like we can't air this podcast anymore. Well, um, I, I, I'm I'm sorry, folks. It's over. Um, well, if you're a Harry Potter fan, next time, although Matt may feel like you're trading him, go to Universal and do the whole Harry Potter thing at Hogwarts. It's really cool. All right. Okay. If you like, if you like Harry Potter, but a lot sorry. of people seen it. it's it's really pop. Um, You've really never seen Star Wars, like not a single Star Wars movie. I'm sorry. I, I I've barely seen my... any Harry Potter, so I'm, I'm that kind is, of in the that's opposite. That's true. So that is true. All right. Well, I, think, I think right after this, we need to go watch Star Wars. I've watched everything in Star Trek, almost. Just Pretty cool. And just both, don't just don't show changing. her episodes one through three. That'll ruin her opinion of it. Right. <laughs> Start with four. Star Trek and Star Wars are both J.J. Abrams. Right? More questions? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Why haven't you seen Star Wars? No, I'm kidding. Right. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> now, aside from Ferocity, who do you have? Who would you say might be the 2020 champ of BattleBots? Bite Force or the Field? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't want to say Bite Force. No. Yeah, it'd be nice to see a change. But right. he's, just so, he's just so consistent. It's tough. Yeah. If you had to bet your car on one of those two, what would you bet it on? Bite Force. Yeah, by force. Yeah, that's, that's boring. Not, but, yeah. yeah, I'm really looking forward to um, to what Zoe uh, puts forward. I know Trump's not coming back, but they're working on something else, and very excited for that. Yeah, she's oh, still awesome, the uh, that, that bot had a lot of technology packed into it that it just I it wasn't ready for it. So I'm it, that I'm glad to hear she's coming back. Yeah, that'll that'll make it interesting. It felt a little ahead of its time. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> So, if you could be a contestant on any other TV competition show, which one would you choose? Mm. I don't watch enough shows to answer that question. I mean, as you know from Star Wars. Um, but <laughs> I like survival stuff, so I think it would be pretty cool to be on a survival show. Not yes. like Naked and Afraid, like a good survival show. <laughs> okay, like um, So, that's the, that's the bar? Oh, like Survivor Man or something, or like the Bear Grylls show. And they go up in the uh, in the Canadian wild too. So. Oh, I've never seen that. I, you could have just said Jeopardy. I would have taken that too. But yeah, I'll say like just because we watch this almost every day. I'll say Family Feud. Nice, 
I mean, you got to get three more people, but yeah, nay. That's my only drawback. I would just use the. Okay, who would your other three people be? You know, it'd be cool if we had like two BattleBot teams on there. Ah, yeah. I could go. I would watch that. Yeah, so would I. (laughs) Yeah, that's. There's the one reason to still have the show on ABC, so you could do like a uh, crossover episode. (laughs) (laughs) Although Hyperdrive is super cool, and that's produced by the same folks as BattleBots, so. You know, if I had some better driving skills, I'd say that one. Oh, that's a good show. Okay, non-competition. Would it be Mythbusters for everybody or something else? Oh, yeah. yeah. Everybody seems to like I that. miss that show. Yeah, we all do. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and the final question that is, uh, this is Brian's question, so I'm just going to Oh, gonna well, I mean, I'm it. known for the hard-hitting food questions on this podcast. <laughs> Uh, I've been trying to rack my brain around finding a new one. I, I came close, but I think this has been answered before by somebody like, is cereal a soup? or Well, cereal and milk. You have to clarify that it's in milk. Is that a soup? Cam is shaking his head no. So we'll, ask, we'll start with that. Is cereal and milk a soup? No. <laughs> Why is that not a soup? It's, milk is, it can be the broth, and then the cereal can be, you know, like the chicken noodle. Why isn't it a soup, Cam? This might be it. This might be the new question. You know, I I don't know the dictionary definition, but I feel like I know some soups are served cold, but I feel like there's got to be some like sort gazpacho. of like... I think gazpacho is a cold soup, right? Yeah, but there's got to be some sort of like multi-ingredient fusing, brewing, and cereal just gets soggy. That's the only thing that happens. <laughs> yeah. so I don't think but it counts. But isn't like slightly but, soggy but, cereal delicious? If you put a cookie in milk, is that a soup? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll I'll ask his old question: Is a hot dog a sandwich? No. Well, you have to clarify though. The hot dog is in a bun. Well, because if you because just a hot dog by itself is obviously not a sandwich. I'm gonna say yes. No. Yeah. I like these split decisions. I'm with you, Antoine. <laughs> it's meat with bun on with bun on either side. Yeah, it's a it's a sandwich. Yeah. Qualifies no. for sure. The two pieces of bread have to be separate for it to be a sandwich. So does Subway not make sandwiches? Right. Actually, Mister Sub, they don't cut all the way through. Subway um, does cut all Subway the way does? through. Subway does. Okay. Yeah. All right. I yeah. think they're just hoagies, but yeah. Oh, they don't have <laughs> so a hoagie yeah. isn't a sandwich. I, I we shouldn't still be arguing this. We've yeah, had exactly. we've asked this question. No. <laughs> people are clicking off this podcast right now. Um, that is not true. People love it when we ask that question. So now, um, have you gotten any sponsorship as of yet, or is that something that you're still working on? We have, actually. Uh, we have two sponsors lined up, and we have a couple still in the pipeline. Um, one of the sponsors uh, is going to help us with milling some of the aluminum parts of our robot. That's ACRP Limited. And then we also have Arcadian Projects, which is another local company that's coming on to help us with all of our steel. So we're really excited to have them on board. Um, and yeah, we're looking for more sponsors. Awesome. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a nice start, though. That's two good companies to have in your Subway, product. they're looking for sponsors. Give them a call. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, and so now, um, to follow along in, you got, um, in your progress, where can we find you online? You can find us on Facebook and on Instagram as Ferocity Battlebot. That will work. And we also we we hope to start a YouTube channel soon. Yeah, that would be very, yeah, especially um, 
Yeah, when you get some CAD design and maybe get some testing going on, that's yeah, that'd be yeah. a great place to watch. So, all right, well, I will not keep you guys up. Good luck in this application process, and um, when you guys do get on and you're experiencing some success in this, we hope to have you back on so we can talk about some of your fights. Awesome! Thank you and, for having and us. And spread the word. The question is coming: Is cereal <laughs> soup? All right, okay. Antoine, Julia, thank you both so much Thanks, for coming guys. on. Thank you. All right. Have a good night. Now, how lovely were they? Yeah, we're, we actually got a uh, reveal this time. I know. How cool cool. was that? You heard it here first, people. So, a uh, big thanks to uh, Julia and Antoine. You didn't Sorry. say the last names. I, I don't want to make her <laughs> roll her eyes at me again. <laughs> That's why I didn't even try. Well, Julia I, is very easy to pronounce. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it, it was cool to talk to them. Like, we've, we've known her from, uh, you know, Bucktooth Burrow, Red Devil, Marvin. So it's cool to see her uh, helming a team. Yeah, again. and I just, I, I like that we got a reveal. That's never happened before. I know, right? Yeah, that's that's why it's 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 fun to get some of these teams yeah. on the brink. So um, I wish them come on, BattleBots. Hashtag we want season five, and we want ferocity. Yeah, we want ferocity. The eight wheel drive monster. Oh, and I I do hope they take my suggestion and put monster truck tires on it. Yeah, I don't know if you can. I, I we'll have to see. We'll have to see the reveal when they get this thing done on CAD and they. But um, yeah, definitely subscribe to their social media so that you can see this coming along. I mean, I, I say that cause we had them on the podcast, but no, I mean, it's like, you know, if you're, if you're following certain teams that have been there before, you know what their bot looks like. Yeah. You know what huge looks like. Come on, Jonathan. We know, we know, <laughs> but and we uh, know it's going to pretty much look the same on the outside, but you know, follow ferocity. You get to see step by step, you know, the making of this bot. That was kind of, Last year, I followed Mammoth right after we had seen them at Maker Fair, and I got to kind of see the progress going on with it, and it was really cool. Yeah, they didn't have that flexible tail at Maker Fair, meh, Maker Fair in 2018. So yeah, get stay tuned with Ferocity BattleBot on Facebook. You can find out uh, what's going on with this design and uh, how they're coming along. And yeah, let's go season five. Yeah, so anything else you want to tell the people before we get out of here? It's not. It's kind of a shorter podcast. I mean, we don't have episodes to talk about or anything like that. We don't have a season five confirmed, which hopefully it does soon. But yeah, I am. We're probably going to try and have some more teams that are either new and are applying, or maybe some teams that uh, were not there last season but are making some sort of a comeback. So, yeah, some familiar faces that you probably already know and love, just in a in a on a different team or. You know, making a different robot, you know, stuff like that. So stay tuned. Um, it was it was nice to talk to uh, to be able to sit down and talk to Julia again when we met her. Uh, obviously, it was chaos at Robot Ruckus, fun chaos. Yeah, but you know, everybody was kind of going a thousand miles a minute there. Uh, you were announcing, I was kind of doing a little of everything. Julia was pretty much uh, helping Lily run yeah, the event. Lily, like Lily was the first line of defense. Julia was je- definitely the second. I would say. Oh, yeah. So. She was definitely um, well-organized and really, you know, they were looking for volunteers. I, I don't know how that thing would have been without her. No. 
could have been could have been a little chaos there too. Especially if uh, anybody had asked us to do stuff, we would have been like, "I'm just talking about robots." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I just. I, people would ask me stuff and I'm like I don't know they just gave me a microphone so exactly <laughs> who, who won that one oh why'd they win it oh yeah so. that was that was why I was like you know it, it was nice to start out mostly doing the 30 pound pots cause I don't know was, for some reason I just thought it was a little easier to judge those I don't know why I think mm. just I could see what was going on with their bots better like I could kind of see the whole bot so it really if something sheared off, I knew it. Where yeah. some of the bots, I didn't really know until after the event was over, or like after their fight was over. Like, oh yeah, it looks like the other team got them pretty good there. Uh, <laughs> well, sucks for them, whoops. Yeah. So, um, thanks again. Go team ferocity. All right, folks. We'll catch you next time we sit down and do this. All right. Good Who night, knows everybody. when it'll be, but we'll try to get it done soon. eventually. Very soon. <laughs> All right, folks. Catch you later. Good night. Music for the Breaking Bots podcast is courtesy of Dan Moriarty and his band A Troop of Echoes, available on Spotify, Google Play, and Apple Music. You can also check out his website, a troop of echoes, all one word, dot bandcamp.com.